0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Breaking Western podcast. My name is Angela Meyer. I'm sitting here with my wonderful co host, Abby Peters. She's given us finger guns. We can't see it, but you guys can visualize A little it. Shoulder shake. A little shoulder shimmy. <laughs> Today, we're talking to another incredible maker that we met out in Las Vegas at the National Finals Rodeo. Not at the Rodeo, but at the. At the um, rodeo. <laughs> on the floor of the rodeo while the bulls were bucking. Just kidding. Um, it was at RFWA, <laughs> uh, which is the Rodeo Fashion Western Arts Convention, which happens um, over in the older part of Vegas and has just incredible, incredible talent. And our next guest was one of those people with his brand, Cowie, welcoming you, you, you? Thomas Crowfoot. Crow, how the hell are you? What? good family how are you doing we're so good oh my gosh we have been stoked to bring you on here so excited for weeks now you were one of the first people we thought of when we thought of this podcast and um we just love your brand so tell us what the heck does Cowie stand for for the people that have never heard of it and um you know not only what does it stand for like um acronym speaking but also what the
1: hell is it (laughs) yeah (laughs)
2: it's like what what's cow Cow-Eye. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, first of all thank you so much for even thinking of me uh, I've been looking forward to this um, I know we have a lot of fun and uh, but so Cow-Eye, the acronym for come on with it it's uh it happened about 10 years ago organically it's how us as friends we would We would greet each other. And so whether we were out and about, meeting up for a concert or meeting up um, just to go uh, burn down the town. And we'd be like, hey, what's up, man? Come on with it. You know, it's just kind of how we would talk. And so we would just, whether we were at a rodeo and one of our Looper buddies made a fast time, we would yell across the arena like, come on with it. And... And back on the shoots and whatnot, and if someone made a uh, salty ride, we'd we'd be yelling, like, come on with it, and just yelling and hooping and hollering. And uh, it was just kind of like the way we were around each other, whether we were um, at a bar and there was like a good-looking girl over there, and we would yell across the bar being like those idiots, and being like, hey, come on with it, there's a girl over here, like, we need to go over there.
0: That's in, <laughs> that's encouragement. That's, I yeah. can't decide. No, right. hey, are
2: you gonna go talk to her? Yeah. Well,
1: come on. Come on with it. it. I can't decide and if so, this is like the best or the worst thing same. in terms of a phrase. Like, would I love to hear this or what I would I hate it's yes, like, it. Oh, it's like, Damn exactly. it. Well, there's so
2: many different. Come on with it. Like, you, could, you could be. You could be like, oh, do you want to go? You want to go get some eat? Well, yeah. Well, come on with it. Or uh, you see your friends from across the way, and you're like how girls are like oh my god come on with you know and uh <laughs> or someone you, get, you can walk in a room and you're just dressed in the nines you're like dang come on with like, there's so many different come on with it was just one how we were um talking to each other and i noticed when we were working out at the gym and i had a buddy that had one more set and we would say that or um our friends would start saying that on social media before instagram was real big it's on Facebook like on their post say hey I'm I'm entered up in Guthrie come on with it or I got a 5k run this weekend, and come on with it or I'm going to Lake come on with it it was just kind of like a mindset that we um, had I guess and so probably one of the realest things is we were at a girl in a garage and in all honesty, it was, like, probably 2, 3 in the morning. We were pretty well pretty well tuned up. It was one of those things, one of those things where, like, I love you, man. No, man, I love you, man. Like, one of those things, right?
0: Like, honestly, uh, no, I've
2: never heard that. I've never been in that yeah. situation. I know I'm making myself sound real intelligent, but it's, it's
0: the truth. You're real. So, and
2: so I was like, you know what? The, the acronym for come on with it is COWIE. And the only time you ever hear Cowie is with your buying horses or buying dogs, and you ask him like, how Cowie is this dog or how Cowie is this horse. And so it's not – it wasn't a real um, common word, like, you know, like the word rank or something like that in the Western industry and whatnot. So I approached my buddy that – my buddy Fabio, that's his nickname,
1: um, <laughs> Matt.
2: But I was like, hey, man, this is kind of like – Taking off where a lot of our buddies are saying this, wonder if we could like turn this into something. And so, 2012, 13, I I applied for the, our trademark and one our registered trademark. And then um, a year or two later, he was real busy with things. <laughs> Excuse me, and um, he's like, "I can't invest everything into it right now." So I ended up buying them out and then turning a one man band. But that's what kind of Cali, um, came about.
0: Wow.
1: So it sounds like you really had a brand before you even had merch. And all of this was like super rooted in the rodeo world and like cowboy lifestyle.
2: Yeah, it just kind of came organically. and, And it was, it was just how our, our group of friends would, um, just, like, guess, associate with each other.
0: For those of you that missed last year's NFR, which I'm so sorry for your bad luck, um, <laughs> as a spectator <laughs> or a participant. <laughs> <The losers. laughs> um, but I was um, lucky enough to be connected with Crow. I don't even remember how it happened, but, like, friend of a friend, connection of a connection was just, like, you know, I was looking for a way to get my music out there um, and play for some different... Vendors are on some stages and stuff like that. um, A couple of stage performance both at the Cowboy, um, the Roper Cowboy Marketplace and Stetson Country Christmas. And so there was a few days I was looking to fill, and so going over to RFWA was part of that, and then I lined up with Cowie to actually play in their booth, which was so gracious of them to allow me to come in. Um, And I remember that first phone call with you, Crow, was so special to me because I'd never had a brand owner before that had the brand identity and... Really the balls to be like, hey, this is what I stand for. And before I let you come in here, I want to make sure that this is what you line up with and that we talk about what Cowie means and what it stands for before you're coming into my space. And I just thought that was so cool as like a business owner and as just a human being that we're looking at values even before we strike up any sort of, you know, business relationship. Yeah. And it, it was just so cool to me. Um, that you even did that. So right away, Cowie stood out to me as different from a lot of other brands that I've worked with that maybe have had a product long before they had um, any sort of brand identity or voice. So can you speak to that a little bit as far as, um, you know, what are your values and how that came about for you personally that has really expanded into this um, whole brand? Because it is super fun, but it's also like a... There's motivation behind it, and there's integrity behind it. So tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, um, I appreciate that. I, had, I called Devin. She owns um, Dirty Heifer Boutique, the one that we shared a booth with. And I was like, hey, I found this girl on the search part of Instagram. And like, it just came up, and I'm like, oh, she had a guitar in her hand. And I was, so I was talking with her. I was like, we, it would be nice if we had a female musician. And so you actually showed up on that search the search page. I'll just scroll through.
0: Oh.
2: Um. And and so I was like, okay, let me check this out. And then I sent it to Devin, and she's like, yeah, get a hold of her. I'm like, all right, let's. And I'm I'm like a hands-on person. I'd, I'd rather when I'm meeting new people, yeah, email or text is fine. But I feel like I get a good sense of your character and your vibe and everything I'm talking to you on the phone. So I asked you if it's okay if I could call you and kinda of go over what, what we were thinking and and if it's something that lined up with uh, something you'd be down with but yeah Cowie it was the I guess what to your question was there's a lot it's not just words on a shirt or an acronym. Um, I guess when I'm when I'm choosing my brand ambassadors or the people I sponsors, I'm looking for people that are that represent themselves really well, not just at their craft in the arena or wherever whatever they're doing is, mo- you know, most importantly, like I said before, is that you're representing yourself first, then us. And mm-hmm. a lot of people would be like, oh, well, I want it the other way around. Well, well, we're not always around that person. So I, I like to, you know, make sure that person is, has credibility through their friends or people they associate with. And it's. I try to make the culture a family. So when mm-hmm. we do bring on someone, um, the other brand ambassadors comment on like, hey, welcome to the Cowie fam or whatnot. Like, and not everyone's going to be like, you know, you're ride or die. But I want that culture where the brand, the people within a brand are welcoming. And um, and so I try to like kind of instill that into everyone that I, that I bring on
1: and that's really powerful because you don't necessarily see that emphasis no. truly on integrity inside of a brand let alone just like that focus on creating a a family dynamic because mm-hmm. i think a lot of times like when we when we seek out products that we want to buy you know we don't necessarily realize that we're like buying into a whole culture
2: mm-hmm. or you
1: know an entire group and so especially like in a small business it's so it's so cool to see somebody Put that much focus on it um you mentioned that you're working with a number of brand ambassadors how do you how do you go about selecting those people and kind of like what do you look for how do you want cowie best represented um
2: it was a lot of it was some of the people that i knew before but like with jordan and taylor i didn't know who she was i did i did like a lot of um I guess creeping, <laughs> or you call, it you, call it, you call it research, but you know, it, it's seeing what how what they post, see what kind of um, content they put out, and and then giving them a call. And so before I could, I would just start choosing. And now that we kind of get gotten some, the ball rolling is we'll be getting DMs asking to be a part of it. But before I was like handpicking. And going, all right, this person has this, and um, they have, like, a passion of their own. Like, they're not just, hey, I'm, I'm posting to post, but I'm helping these people out, or I'm doing what I love. And so, it's kind of like living, living literally living a come on with it mentality uh, life. And so, I guess people can call it a lifestyle, but I really believe it's like a, a mindset, a, a mentality brand. And so picking those people to, to be part of the the crew it's having people that are driven and good-hearted and are, are doing doing something um with their lives and it's something that people like kind of not attract to but um uh, what's the word
0: really you like align with it or you don't like, yeah, it's going to repel exactly. some people, but mm-hmm. it's going to attract the people that you're wanting to attract. Absolutely. Like, the okay, so tell us, walk us through a little bit of the legal process behind this. Um, I think there's a million and a half ideas out there. And a lot of people have no idea where to start on that. Obviously, you can Google it. But it seemed like in talking to you that that was really important for you to get the legal stuff down before you ever even whispered that you were going to have a brand. Um, So what's your advice to people that might be looking to, um, you know, not only get into a brand, but any sort of, um, you know, thing that they want to protect legally?
2: Yeah, um, it's it's never about who has the idea first, because everyone's got ideas. It's who has legally legalities and everything, um, done first. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I'm so glad I did that, that I didn't just go out and telling everyone, Hey, I'm going to make it, we're going to make a brand and everything mm-hmm. is that we went, went on, uh, you can go on the, the government website and you can, um, register your trade, trademarks there. Or you can, um, obviously be like a, a lawyer, a family lawyer that can help you with, with trademarks and, and, um, so I trade, tried to trademark Cowie brand, but the word brand was too, too broad. So then it took mo- like months and months for, to get back to me, just to tell me that, Hey, well, you can trademark Cowie in the word, in the, in the phrase, come on with it, but we can't trademark the word brand. Interesting. So then I had to go back and read that again. And then more months. So it was like. Over a over a year and a half, two years.
0: Wow! And that's the stuff people what? never think of and never yeah. see. It's that hustle
1: <laughs> phase that's right. not super attractive, so we don't want to post <laughs> about it or talk about it. We yeah. just want that. We want the cute hat at the end.
0: Right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. Right. It was like seven
2: months. My first initial uh, register, and then another, I think, seven or so after that. And I mean, if you do get a lawyer, it might be able to push it through a little quicker. But then obviously, you know, you're looking at uh, more fees. But I'm re- I'm really glad I did because there was, my friend saw another Instagram page and they were selling their own uh, version of Cowie brand stuff.
0: Really? Interesting. Their okay, own. so you have had some kind of so copyright I, I, infringement.
2: I, I messaged him. I was like, hey, sorry to be the bearer of bad news. There's already a company out here with this entity. I'm going to have to ask you to, you know, stop all sales and whatnot, and um, mm. it kind of gave me some friction, but I knew that I had skin in the game, so mm. I, I actually made up a fake page, DM'd them, pretend I was um, interested in their products, found out <laughs> where their address was, had my lawyer send a cease and desist letter, oh, and, that all, and, that
1: all, and that was all she
2: wrote. I, then I got a, a very nice message back a week or two later saying hey sorry about it you know we're gonna you know cease all this and that I'm like damn right you are but <laughs> i was like yeah okay I appreciate it and so a lot of people don't know that but I'm really glad I did all that legal stuff first because all that all that would have been for nothing I couldn't have done anything to, to them legally except for just ask them to
1: stop Wow! All right, that's crazy. So wow. I mean, to figure, even though you spent all that time, you've already seen that really pay off.
2: Yeah. Yeah. If you don't do that, people don't care. They'll. They'll. It's like with songwriting. hmm You know, people. You've probably seen it as, um, an idea or whatever. It's almost where you're almost afraid to sing a new song just for like the fact of someone hearing it and going, Oh, I'm going to write something like that and maybe have a different title or a different name and call, you know, and it's just like, dude, you just bit off my song.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, and like you said that, you know, that's, there's not a lot of truly original ideas out there, if any. And so it really is who gets there first and claims it as their own Mm -hmm. and makes it their own and does it the best. And so you see that a lot in songwriting too, that, you might all yeah. have a lot of the same influences and have heard the same phrases and, like, how many times can we talk about a fucking tailgate in a song? But, like, <laughs> if you do it better than everybody else, like, it becomes your thing. And I certainly yeah. think that Cowie has embodied so much. Like, they talk about in songwriting, how do you know when a song is finished when it stands up and walks out of the room? And I feel like Cowie Brand has stood oh, up oh, and walked out of the room. out of the room. Yeah, and been in, like, the industry as its own thing. Like, there's Crow. And then there's Callie, and Crow is also, like, part of Callie, but Callie, like, grew up. Like, Crow raised it, and he grew, it grew Fly up, away. and it's like... Fly away. Yeah. <laughs> <Like>. Right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so what you just said was perfect, because um, the reason why it's taken, like, the, this many years is because I was literally just in the way. I was in the way of myself. Mm-hmm. That was just kind of half-assing it. It was a great... It, was a, it happened organically. It was a good idea, but I just didn't, you know, dive in completely until in the last um, two years or so. And it was to the point now where it's it's growing whether I'm ready for it or not. So we're in the middle of a revamp the website and, and adding all these new products and whatnot. And like okay. what you said is when it's when it's ready, when it's done, you'll know, just walk out of the room. It's that's kinda what it's doing now. And the reason why I knew a long time ago that this was gonna be have the potential of longevity is having. I got a. I had a buddy who was in a bull riding accident and he was in a coma for a couple of weeks and he had to. He came out of it and he had to relearn how to talk, relearn how, relearn all his motor skills. And he was a. His name's Tom Bartek. He's a full time fire firefighter, like a, a paid firefighter, and he sent me this text. He's like, I wore a Cowie shirt in my PT every day, and every time I looked in that mirror, it gave me inspiration to do one more rep one more walk around the the hospital you know one more you know minute of standing it just gave me that inspiration so when when people can relate to something like that in a deeper level like that that's when I knew that Cowie was not just like a, a company with a, a name on it and hopefully people think it's cool where they can r- really relate to it in a deeper level like that.
1: I have goosebumps
0: everywhere. (laughs) I looked over at Abby. She's wearing shorts and her legs are just like
1: (laughs) chicken skin. Like, honestly, if we weren't using both of our phones right now to be doing this, I'd probably be like pulling up your website and ordering um, all the things I could. Just like, take all my money. Take
2: all my money. But that's what it was was cool about is that when I I got goosebumps and I texted him like, dude, Quick cutting the onions, can you're literally making me try doing all this stuff, I'm like, oh, football, uh, man, man stuff. Uh, just Really
1: got uh, really, you know, really bad out. allergies <laughs> all of a sudden. I like, just like oh, have man. a branch Allergy. in my eye <laughs>
2: allergies. Like, it's like, dude, it's it's in the wintertime. time. <laughs> no, not really, it was in spring, but um, but so yeah, that's That's when I knew, like, I already knew, I knew long ago that there was a good potential of it being different. But when I get a text like that, it's like yes, that's something where someone can relate to them on a deeper level and it really, cha- literally change- changes their lives, so it was cool to hear that from them.
1: So then what what happened, what switched in you when you had that initial just like burst of inspiration or, or just kind of that like overwhelming feeling that this could be something mm-hmm. big, that that you took that and ran with it? Because I feel like that's the biggest obstacle for so many people mm-hmm. and the reason why so many people like walk around feeling unfulfilled or just generally unhappy because mm-hmm. they have this thing inside of them that they feel really inspired by or really love or really want to do but they just like don't know how to take that next step.
2: It's, like I guess what I what for me was getting out of my way. Getting 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 out of the way myself and going, "Well, if I if I don't make a decision now, and in a year, well, I'm gonna be at the same spot, mm-hmm. so might as, well, might as well just go do it. And if I fail, I fail, but I'm too stubborn to even think about that. And it's but just like, you know, yeah, exactly. as corny as sounds, I would just wake up and I'm like, What are you doing? Like, you need to, if who, how can you have this company? call cowie and come on with it if you're not coming on with it it's like, <laughs> damn it's like why like before you poop it don't make sense <laughs> so, so
0: you, you know get, that's some real life.
2: yourself and not be afraid of failure because you have to be almost start get or i guess you have to fall in love with the with failure that means that you're oh. That means you're doing stuff. That means you're going out and trying things, different things. Whether you see a little bit or you fail a lot, but if you just keep pushing forward, um, that means if you do fail a lot, that means you're at least doing something. And and sooner or later, you're going to get it right. And so having friends, and I was, I was lucky enough, blessed enough to have a really good support with my family and having homies that were like, I love that brand. Even Stranger's. Like, I can care less if you, if you butcher the name. If you call it Kawaii, Kawaii, Koii, or whatever, the biggest Kobe. marketing hump is, I don't know, you Kobe. Kobe. <laughs> the biggest marketing <laughs> hump is getting people to talk about it. So I can give... I can care less if you butcher it, but if you're talking about it, then it gives me a reason to be like, hey, yeah, this is what it means, this is what it stands for. Um, go check out the one minute video, yada, yada, yada. It's just one of those things. And so for people that are kicking around an idea where they want to be in culinary or they want you to you know, break out and do something on their own. It's just like, you're not promised tomorrow and you're not promised, you know, a year from now, but if you don't do anything, you're going to be still the same spot. So why not, why not go, um, try it.
0: I love that. Amazing. Two things with that. First yeah like you said we're not promised tomorrow and also nobody promised you that this would be handed to you so as Mm -hmm. people are having those aha moments and like whispers of I wonder I wonder like do it. Get out there and try it. Nobody said that you this is like your birthright is to have this handed to you like you will struggle you will grind and the second part of that like um, you're talking about your one minute video. People should go out and watch that and shout out to Jeff freaking Lucas for being <laughs> the voice of that video. <laughs> we love him. He is a rodeo announcer, um, with Rogue Rodeo as well, which, um, uh, my boyfriend Dean works for. We love them. Um, and Jeff is a good friend of yours as well, like for a long time.
2: Yeah. He's like the excluding my family. He's like the day one of all day ones. I met him through, um, we were doing, we were both, I guess, brain ambassadors or whatever for a company. And I met him through that, through them. And then when I was like, Hey, I, I'm starting my, this company, would you be, would you consider like being a rep for it or whatever? He was like, yeah, like send me some info. And so he's literally like day one of all day ones. He's such a cool cat and Brooke. She's so awesome. And, um, Yeah, I was like, all right, and bless his heart, I'm the most picky um, perfectionist when it comes to stuff like that, I had him do that voiceover probably like 12 times, like he would, would, I'd send him like the script, and he would kind of um, edit it or whatever, and then he would send me a voiceover back, and I'd be like, uh, change the pace up a little bit, maybe a little slower, or change have your voice be this, or maybe, it was, I still have not paid him enough for him doing that voiceover, because I had him do it, like, t- over ten times.
0: Well, you heard it, Jeff, you've got checks coming. Yeah. <laughs>
2: they, they, they come, and just keep them on tab.
0: Yeah, start me a tab,
1: Just like a stack of IOU post-it notes. Yeah, well, yeah
0: It's exactly. funny that we talk about day ones, because Abby was my day one. God, uh, yes. With, awesome. we learned guitar on the same day. We, didn't. And we used to. Some plaster. of us
1: excelled at it. Some of us did not, and I'll let you decide who. <laughs> we,
0: we would plaster like blown up air mattresses against the doors to, to like what, insulate proof. In yeah.
2: The yes.
0: Guaranteed, it was not soundproofed. Like, Absolutely not. Sorry, Bern and Maria. Um, and sit on the front porch and just write these like probably terrible, really angsty. angsty yeah.
1: Be really embarrassing to see, see those very now. Embarrassed to see that but it's now. so fun it's so important to have those relationships though yeah like you see you see the seed
0: mm-hmm. like they it's not there yet but those people like know that you're capable of it and that they like foster that environment for you to be able to grow
2: definitely and that helps so much is to just have one one ride or die
0: mm and I
1: love what you said. I keep thinking about this, just falling in love with the failure yeah. and how if you're surrounding yourself with the right people, like a a quote-unquote failure will never be a true failure because mm. you'll always be learning and you'll always have that support group there to catch you if you fall.
2: Yes, that's that's so true. It is. And I always thought like, oh man, I missed out on this person. But, you know, if you just keep grinding,
0: it's, it's gonna fall, fall into place, and it's starting to do that now, so. When well, I'm sure for you, too, as we've had, people see the things that you are succeeding at and doing, and they're like, holy shit, like, how is, like, you're just, you get everything done, you're excelling, whatever, whatever, and you're like, oh my god, if you even knew, like, half the no's that I heard, and half of the failures that I've witnessed, and all the money I've lost, and the times I've been in tough spots, like, that's when those ride or dies, like, come in handy of, holding you up while you're like trying to make it to that next little milestone <laughs> or even small paycheck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. There's, oh my gosh, I I'm not even going to go into it, but especially, you know, cause Cowley officially has been launched since June 2nd of 2018, but it's been 10 years coming. So that's literally 10 years of not being very successful. <laughs> so, <laughs> I definitely, definitely have a, um, I guess, know how it is to fail a lot.
0: Totally. And that's so important to your um, growth. <laughs> and just, like, making sure that you love it. Because if it was easy, it would be so easy to just jump ship and, oh, well, I'll try something different I'll do this and do that. And the grinding really makes it all come together. Um, I think it's really cool, too, that, you're not only in the rodeo or the Western industry, but you're across the board anytime. And I think that kind of goes back to your brand voice in that, you know, approach of Cowie can overlap into so many different industries or lifestyles or just types of people. Um, how were you inspired to get into all those different things? Are those passions of yours or is that just kind of the brand speaking for itself?
2: Um, that's what's so nice without being biased about uh, the brand and I, I even thought even come and think of the name I didn't want to call it Cowie clothing company or Cowie apparel even though that's what we're doing right now but I wanted to be able to not limit ourselves that that later or in the future if we wanted to go into making um you know head stalls or making rugs I don't know you know mm. we're, we're not just limited just to clothes but What's nice about the mentality of Cowie is you don't have to be Western. You don't have to be interstate. You don't have to be a certain demographic. Anyone that can relate to a come on with it attitude and mindset, they can wear Cowie. And so it kind of really, I mean, I'm I'm into hunting, but it kind of just found people itself. Where my military buddies, they're like, hey, I like that. Like that's something that us as a, you know, being military can can latch on to or someone that competes in anything or you know your your makers and people that are knows know the grind and whatnot so it really how it branched out to like motocross or you know like the side-by-side world where we're kind of like inching our way a little bit in there just through through association and different demographics that's kind of where um uh, it's nice that it's not limited to a certain demographic. And the reason, obviously, the reason for me doing a lot of stuff with the Western industry is because I've used to be in a Houston rodeo, and that's where most of my contacts are. And so even the rodeo world, it is how it is, like a small piece of the pie compared to the world and the other demographics, the, the, West, the Western industry, the rodeo people are, are some of the most loyal people that you can have, if if they like your vibe or like your brand or like your music, you have a supporter, a fan for life, That's and so
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's one of those things that I would ne- I would never want to shy away from. But it's also nice to be able to, if Cali wanted to have a booth at a at a racetrack or something or some different um, expo or whatever, too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Is so as you're talking about this, is rodeo something you've always been around? Did you grow up in the Western world or is this something you came into?
2: So I, I grew up on a small farm family. So I, um, being country, but not necessarily being a cowboy, or being Western. Mm. Um, and I'll never, I'll never claim to be, you know, a cowboy, a certain, a certain of cowboy, like my buddies out in Western Nebraska, they're ranch cowboys. They live the cowboy lifestyle, not just, um, and they don't even do rodeo. They just they're just cowboys. They cattle. They, they, calves, they cowboy every day. <laughs> you know. And so, but growing up on a on a farm, and we would show cattle. And so doing that stuff at the fairs, and then watching the, the 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 rodeo. At five years old, I always I watched it. I was like, oh my god, that's something I want to do. But my parents didn't. My parents didn't rodeo. Like none of our family I mean, rodeo. And so. I didn't get on. I didn't get on my first bowl until I was like 24. I was like a new old guy. <laughs> you know, people people, people have been mutton busting and steer riding and junior rodeo and, and little British rodeo and, you know throughout their younger years.
0: And high school rodeo, college rodeo, rodeo college <laughs> just rodeo. like a big rodeo guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so
2: I always knew I wanted to do it, but being you know what do you say? It's like all all cowboys are country boy. All ca- all cowboys can be country, but not all country, with cowboy, mm. and, and so,
0: Word.
2: <laughs> I, I, I met a, um, a buddy who, who rodeoed, he's like, I, I, he was a, a Mason, and I, I labored for him, Josh, and he's, he knew I wanted to get on a bull real bad, so he, he just told me, hey, I entered you, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit, like, in, the, in okay. a bull riding, in a rodeo? is like, yeah, in bull riding over here in Syracuse, Nebraska, and I was like, I don't have any things, I've, I haven't, um, gone through any schools, and so, he got me on his horse, lunged the horse around, you know, and rode him bareback, just to kind of get his feels, those leads, and, oh and, my how on.
0: and, and, like,
2: kind of, you know, the, I guess, I think the, the safest way, best way to, to practice, besides, um, a barrel is getting on jumping horses, it's the same mechanics, mm. but, um, so, yeah, he just entered me, and I was, like, um, like a hop, skip, and a quiver, and it felt like it was forty seconds to two minutes or whatever. And I think with all of like three, <laughs> and, and two, two of those seconds, I was on the side of him. I, I count. Couldn't hear anything. And, Not on the uh, ground. I got on the ground. and They're like, get to the fence. So I got to the fence. And I was like, where's oh, the
0: fence? <laughs> I, I, love,
2: I love this shit. Let's go. And so I got got to be around some good traveling partners and went down to texas and got to to a mike lee school frank Newsom was um the bullfighter instructor and then i just for like seven eight years or so that's what we did we would just um rodeo and go to practice pens and and i i probably my rodeo career in a nutshell is to be described in shoulda coulda woulda been better <laughs> <laughs> like I, I showed signs of being like pretty punchy and and sticky, but I I just didn't put in the effort like I should have, what most people did, and but I still had fun. And I mean, I I would never trade the the rodeo trail with for something else. But that's how I kind of became into that into that scene.
0: I think it's really important too that there are first generation cowboys out there, oh, yeah. and that we talk about that because this industry is not one that's necessarily thriving from a population standpoint. And so it's inspiring to hear somebody talk about at 24 years old, I'm getting on a bull for the first time, and like my
1: metaphorical rider dies, I've got my literal <laughs> ride or die I moment. Might die. <laughs> <laughs> I might die. If I might
0: die. But you don't have to necessarily live and breathe it for 20 years before you can be a part of it in a legitimate way. Like, just wake up one day and decide you want to do it. And that's just as authentic as somebody that happened to be born to people that already have been rodeoing or ranching for generations at a time. That's really, really cool.
2: Yeah, everyone has their own backgrounds and stories. And mine just happened not to be on a, on a ranch. But, I, you know, with our friend, our traveling buddies, we live, eat, breathe rodeo and then, and the the day we got serious when i i call it my the, you know the rodeo rambler it was a 2000 um dodge grand caravan and we we drove that in the ground and then i got the a, uh, town and country chrysler pretty much the same thing and if only you know if only those fighting doors can not even talk about the memories that we had
0: <laughs> did they still work
2: um no they they were they were never I mean yeah the, the sliding doors worked, but they weren't not the automatic though we weren't high class right No I get it we, we were yeah on that's the budget. It's too relatable <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were falling on the budget so
1: we're oh but God. that's so like that's so cool because again just through all these stories you hear exactly how Cowie as a brand as a saying as anything truly is. A balance of like you said a lifestyle and a mindset mm. and and it doesn't have to be both but it definitely has to be like who and how you are so if we're looking at Callie starting as something you and your friends just said to each other 10 years ago like hanging off the gates <laughs> standing <laughs> on the chutes then fast forward to the present moment where it's it's really coming into its own and you've got these hats and shirts that people are wearing all over the place and you're coming up left and right in conversations where do you see it 10 years from now?
2: This might sound crazy but it's not crazy to me but it's to be a worldwide brand and yes. not, ne- not necessarily yeah. nationwide but like in, and we, we have some supporters over in Australia shout out to Katie and all them that decided to, to take a chance and be like hey do you do you ship to Australia? Like, dang right, we ship to Australia. Hell yeah! <laughs> we'll get you
0: know. <laughs> Come on with
2: <laughs> it. We ship to Australia.
0: <laughs> Come on with it, UPS. <laughs> and
2: and gosh dang, they ha- it's so expensive for uh, uh shipping. But she's like, send it. I'm like, all right, we'll send. I'll, we'll send. She she bought two, and I threw in an OG one, an OG lid, and sent it to her. But um, in ten years though, it's I I've, I've wanted to be a brand where um, people that are in different part of the uh, world, like they they know that brand or they've heard it, and um, where we might if we if we get to the NFR where we have like our own big, you know, forty by whatever booth or whatever, not just like a a ten by ten or something, but something where it's like a household brand and not just in people that are. 18 to 35, but people that are even older than that.
0: I don't think that's crazy. No, at all. I don't think that's crazy at all. I, I don't, <laughs> don't, don't know. Ten
2: years, ten years. Ten years, especially with how social media is, you can blow up with one post or whatever. And all of a sudden, it's you got a million people. It goes viral. So you, you never know.
0: You would all be absolutely. shocked at the amount of views that this insane person beside me gets on my TikTok. It's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> I saw your
2: TikTok the other day and I uh oh, forgot which one it was, but had like thousands. They're all stupid as hell. I mean so what are you about the, me
0: right now? <laughs> with the internet, anything is possible. I mean Whether it's true. you're genuinely talented and have a really cool thing going, or Take you just look at me, right? Look like
1: Abby. Get I got, out. I got you, homie. Well, Get out. <laughs> All right, curl so if people want to find you, if people want a cowie lid of their own, if they want to see what you're up to on Instagram or the, the greater interwebs, where can they find you? TikTok. <laughs>
2: they, can, they can go on TikTok. We don't have very many videos, but, um, they go to com. The website does work. We're just in the middle of, of revamping it and getting to where it looks a hell of a lot better. Um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, I don't really do much on Twitter, but I should, but all of, all the handles are Cowie brand, C-O-W-I brand.
1: Beautiful. So yeah, everybody, man. if you haven't checked out Cowie brand already, 10 out of 10 would recommend Yes. checking them out right now, as soon as you close out of this podcast.
0: And some very unique stuff too. It's Not just unique cool. in like the branding, but in the actual like design, colors, everything. I love my hat. I wear it all the time.
1: I always take pictures where she's wearing. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Sit right there. We're gonna send a picture of this to Crow
0: from Puerto Rico very to annoying, Vegas. But- yes,
2: that was so <laughs> yeah. cool. <Yeah>. Good <laughs> lighting. Well, and people ask. They ask me, "Well, are you gonna do other designs?" And honestly, I've had a lot of other designs thought up of, but it's um, it's a brand where I'm literally still pushing the acronym with the fr- the the phrase, mm-hmm. and so I don't want I don't want to like mix it up. Until, like, you know, down the road where um, it's really, really big and people can see Cowby and they already know, hey, that means come on with it. But So right now, it's literally, it might be boring to most people, but when you're trying to push a mentality, then you just got to keep that same logo or or design and just keep pushing that so people can kind of associate the two together.
0: Yeah, it truly is so unique and so motivational. And I felt the family vibe right away. Absolutely. So we are both proud members of the Cowie fam. Just saying. Yes. We we'll love y'all ya. Y'all, <laughs> y'all fam, for sure. Well, thank you again, Carl, for being on the Breaking Western podcast this week. We were just so looking forward to this and it exceeded all of our expectations. So thank you so much for the inspiration and the insight. And I'm sure we'll be hanging out pretty soon.
2: Yes, definitely. I appreciate y'all. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks, bro.
2: Hopefully, hopefully you'll have me on again, like down the road. Not not too soon because people probably get tired of it. But...
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: hell yeah, we will. Ten years from now, when we're broadcasting in multiple languages, yes. <laughs> yes. Well,
0: we we could already. Yes. Some of us could already do that.
2: You? Yeah, we're not as uh, <laughs> I'm not as talented, the skillful as. As Abby is. Yeah,
0: no, she could have to translate a lot. (laughs) All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Breaking Western podcast. We release weekly episodes with right now season one makers within the Western industry. So make sure to leave us a positive review if you loved this episode and we'll see you all next week.